The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. Have you ever stopped to wonder what the local real estate board does for you? Or do they do anything at all? Is there anything new foreseeably coming down the pipeline in the real estate industry? And the real estate industry seems to have recently undergone some substantial changes. So what's happening to the education of realtors? Are they keeping up to the times? Well, we are about to find out the answers to these questions and more because Reality Realty starts now. Your dial is on Northumberland 89.7 FM and I'm Dale Bryant, a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time, each week we take on, we talk about and interview guests on all things real estate. It's your community real estate forum with a national and an international reach, compliments of online streaming and archive podcasts. And joining us in just a few moments, we will have the expertise of Jody Ledgerwood, broker of record for Northumberland Hills Realty and president of Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors. And Jody will share her insight and her experience with us. Today's show is all about looking at what's new and what lies ahead in the real estate industry. And our next point of order is snapshot. Let's take a look at our snapshot report of Northumberland's real residential real estate market for February 6, 2020. There have been 103 single family residential sales over the past month, and that is up 12 sales since last week's report. That leaves us with a increasing an increasing inventory of 286 residential listings for sale average selling price of successful sales over the past year is approximately four hundred and fifty two thousand dollars if we break that average sale price down into communities the average residential sale price for Coburg over the past year is four hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars the town of Port Hope four hundred and fifty two thousand dollars and the town of Brighton, 410000 During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of the list price in a market time of 47 days. Northumberland County, we are still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 36% based on the past month's sales trend, meaning we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 2.8 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. Northumberland County condos. We have an inventory of 20 condos actively for sale in Northumberland County, with 105 having been sold over the past year. 
The average selling price has been 390000 and on average, these sold condos have received 99% of their list price in a market time of 46 days. The million-dollar listing market. We have an inventory of 29 residential million-dollar listings actively for sale in Northumberland County, with 19 having been sold over the past year. The average selling price has been $1,171,000, and on average, these million-dollar properties have received 93% of their list price in a market time of 70 days. I researched these, these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. And matrix is the local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, this is the kind of information you'll be most interested in. So what do you do? You contact your local realtor so they can help you attain this information that's area-specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in, and they will help you to use this information to the best of your advantage. Today's mortgage rates, a five-year fixed is as low as 2.79% and a five-year variable as low as 2.95%. Today's mortgage rates, they come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And that, folks, is a current snapshot of today's residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. I'd just like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed here on Reality Realty may not necessarily represent the views and opinions of the station of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors or any real estate brokerage or realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. Opening doors of insight on our topic this morning, our topic titled, Looking at What's New and What Lies Ahead in the Real Estate Industry. I'd like to welcome the president of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors. She is also a subject matter expert with the Real Estate Council of Ontario, and she is the broker record of her own real estate brokerage, Jody Ledgerwood. Jody, thanks for joining us again this morning. Hi, Dale. It's my pleasure. I love coming and seeing your beautiful face. Ah, yeah, and yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. You know, I've done a lot of episodes, and I find it hard to believe nobody's ever said that to me. Really? Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. A yeah. And you just came in and said you moisturized. I moisturized nice and soft this and morning. Today. Yeah, I know, I know. It shows. It's that time of year where if I don't moisturize, I flake. Oh. Uh, is that too much for my show? No. No. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, Jody, I want to thank you because recently you followed Reality Realty on the podcast site Podbean. I did and I put uh, it out there on Facebook and Instagram last night to hey follow Mr. Dale Bryant Reality Realty on Podbean. You've got some really great stuff there. I, I went through it last night and you've got mm -hmm. what 145 episodes well, on there? 100. I have more to upload. I'm, I'm still a little behind but I have 132 episodes uploaded. So if you've missed an episode and, and you enjoy what we deliver here, <laughs> go to Podbean and look for Dale Bryant and 
and and follow me, please. And and you'll be able to listen to past episodes you've missed or episodes you can't believe ever happened and you want to hear them again. <laughs> that could happen. And uh, and yeah, so we there's been 432 downloads. Fantastic. Of those episodes. That's incredible. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't equate that with viral. Right. You wouldn't you wouldn't say the word viral <laughs> when talking about reality realty podcasts. But I'm pretty I'm pretty surprised. I don't know. I I, I think for our local market, I'd call that viral. But, is it, <laughs> yeah, maybe right? so. Maybe it's Coburg viral, and uh, and so right now, folks, we have. 12 followers on Podbean. If you love it when Jody Ledgerwood is on the show, which so many people do, Jody, if 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 I search for your name on Podbean, you're already on nine episodes, and there'll be this episode, and there's one more in the bank that I haven't uploaded yet. Oh, look so at that. You're, yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be there for eleven times as of today. And we're going to try and get those uploaded, I hope, in the next week or two. And and then I'm hoping, then I'm finally caught up on that podcast site because we cre- I, we created that in the end of November, early November maybe. Yeah, I think like that's that. when I saw most of your uploads were done. Yeah, and so it was just created. So it's taken a bit to get the artwork in there and to get all my shows um, recorded from the station and transferred. So, yeah. So people follow. And I... People have followed, and I highly, highly, highly recommend if you love real estate, if you're a bit of a guru when it comes to that, or you think you are, follow Dale. He's got a lot of amazing tips. Or even if you're thinking about listing your house or buying a house, follow Reality Realty. Listen to the podcast. There's so many amazing tips on there. He has amazing guests that come on Mm -hmm. that do a lot of things and offer a lot of services that are related to real estate. It's a yeah. it's it's a great source for information. Yeah, you're going to learn more about our community in specific, and you're going to learn a lot about real estate in general. Mm-hmm. And and due to my lack of training, you're just going to be entertained. You're going to laugh. Yeah, there's there there's some uh, unplanned laughs for sure. So Jody, our industry it has some foundational factors that seem to never change. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, a real estate industry seems to be in an ever-existing uh, degree of flux. <laughs> and and sometimes there's enough rumors out there of what might happen to the industry that uh, it seems even more unpredictable than it actually is. But fortunately, fortunately, there's organized bodies setting the stage mm-hmm. behind the scenes before you ever even get involved in real estate, before you ever become a buyer or seller, and they're doing their work to help protect you, the community. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about the real estate board. I brought in the president. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for saying that again. <laughs> I brought in the president. And, and you might be inclined to think, like, my question is, what does the real estate board, and, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, what does the real estate board do for you, the listener? Um, you might be inclined to think when you hear real estate board that they're, they're supporting uh, the realtors or they're policing the realtors. I like to think of the real estate board 
as supporting the community. And they are providing for the community, protecting the community. And how do they do it? By providing for the realtors that you will use in the future. And so when I say that, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? I'd have to agree with you, Dale. I, I kind of like that you're saying that we support the community and we look out for the community. And we do it by protecting our realtors and looking out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the board is a very integral part and a very political part of real estate that people don't understand necessarily. Um, uh, and uh, I know a lot of sales reps don't understand what exactly it is that the board does. The board provides realtors with the tools they need in order to uh, list their list potential homes on. They provide the tools for buyers to see what is out there on the MLS system. They provide forms. They do lobbying efforts with the government. And that is that is really, really huge. Um, you know, just recently, we stopped the HER and D program from going through at, at the federal level. We, we And, and what, what is that program, Jody? That was going to be a program where anybody who was interested in selling their home would have to have an energy audit done on their home home if they wanted to use a realtor. Um, a lot of people are selling their homes because they just can't afford their home anymore. So this would have been a huge expense on home sellers, and it would have crippled their ability to sell their home. Um, these energy audits were not, um, one, there's not enough uh, in energy auditors mm-hmm. to go around. So anyone who needed to sell their house because of a transfer of a job or because of finances, they'd be waiting months in order to do so using a realtor. Um, it would have really crippled the industry and crippled the consumer not being able to use a professional to help them do this and navigate their way through all the legals that are involved. Because are you, are you saying that the proposal was if they sold privately, they wouldn't need this Correct. audit? Correct. Yeah. So that was huge. So, you know, the board, uh, as, as, uh, as a lobbying effort, went to the government, municipal, uh, provincial, federal, and we really lobbied hard, sent a lot of letters, um, talked to our MPs and MPPs uh, about how this would devastate not only realtors in their business, but the consumer as a whole, a homeowner. Um, a lot of seniors out there are selling their homes because they can no longer afford to stay in them, and what would that have done to them? Okay, can I challenge you on that one? Certainly. Okay. So... Some people might hear us talking about this and say, uh, you know, you started off the conversation saying the board is there to protect us, the yes. people, and, and they do it through the realtors. But you know what? I, I just heard that you, you lobbied against this uh, proposal. Mm-hmm. But when you explained it, it just sounds like you were saving your own backs because, because we could have just sold our homes privately. But you also missed what I said. It leaves people at the mercy of being taken advantage of. There's a lot of legal work that's involved in selling your house. There's a lot of strangers that come through your house. If you don't know how to properly vet those buyers coming through, do you really know that they're there um, with the purest of intentions? Um, Do you understand the legal work involved in selling your home? By using a realtor, you've got someone there, a professional that vets these buyers, a professional that understands the paperwork involved and understands the legal implications of selling your home and disclosures that need to be made. Yeah, and, and really and truly, so much comes down to the money. Exactly. So much comes down to the money, and 
and we see people sell their homes privately for sale by owners yeah. now. And I am sure sometimes they make out very well. But I also see how limited their marketing is. Yes. And so when they limit, when they market to a limited group of people, I mean, there's, there's no way to know if they've generated the best offer they could have generated. And, and exactly. that's, that's very expensive. I mean, you, you can, I, I've seen situations where I've seen sales and I go, you know what, add a realtor commission in there and I think you would have done way better. Oh, for yeah. sure. And just the networking that the networking base that realtors have with each other and with other people outside of the local community, that you can't even put a cost on that. And that is what brings other buyers to you. Um, so you're right. A lot of money gets left on the table for the consumer by not using a realtor. Yeah. And we'll talk later about education because, yes. uh, you know, there's a lot of education that go is involved with realtors just to uh, be registered as a realtor and then the ongoing education exactly. as well. And that's also something that the board offers as well to, uh, I know our board offers it for free to mm -hmm. all of our realtors. Um, I think last year we had five or six courses that we put on. Like, I, I don't know the consumer is taking those courses in order to sell their house properly no. on their own. So, so yeah, what, what's the danger? What are the risks um, when you do that? So you, you mentioned tools. Yes. What are tools that the board is uh, providing for realtors that ultimately help? So the, the number public? one tool that every single realtor uses is the MLS data system. So our board provides a system by CoreLogix called the Matrix. And that Matrix system lists every single MLS listed home on it. Every single realtor uses an MLS data system of some sort in order to do their business. Without it, nobody sees your listings. Nobody ha you can't pass information on about the listing. Um, so that's, that's the number one tool that the board provides. Um, we negotiate contracts in order to get those tools. And based on our numbers, we're able to negotiate really great contracts, which keep the cost down for our realtors. Another tool that we use is a new one that's just come on the board is showing time. Mm -hmm. We used to have a touch-based program, but we've now switched to showing time. And it is a, a appointment calendar, for lack of a better description. And it's where all of us realtors can request showings and information on each other's listings or on other sources that are coming in. It's a mm -hmm. fantastic tool. It also provides information to our sellers about their properties and about the showings that have happened on their properties. So not only is it a great tool for realtors, it's also a great tool for the homeowner. Yeah, the seller, if they, if, you know, when, when a, a home gets listed and if it's showing its best and it's priced right, there's going to be a ton of activity. So you need, you need a, you know, an operator, a central operator system mm -hmm. where you, you can effectively get those showings all arranged so that uh, people aren't waiting to find out, um, can we get in or not? Uh, very organized system, yeah. Exactly. And then we also have access to web forms, um, which is another tool. Every single document that we write up is probably pulled off of web forms. It provides us with all the proper legal documentation that has been vetted by a real estate lawyer. Mm -hmm. And we have those tools at our fingertips as well that the board helps provide. Okay. Well, Jody, we're going to take our first break. And then okay. when we come back, I would like to talk to you a little bit more 
about web forms. So folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty coming to you from Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk talk <laughs> talk radio hub, talk, talk radio hub so join us after this break we'll be right back welcome back this is northumberland 89.7 fm's reality realty with dale bryant and our guest this morning is jody ledgerwood and jody before the break we were talking about the board the local real estate board and how it actually helps the people of northumberland county the local people um, by equipping training providing staff to the local realtors to help them serve uh, the general public better. And you mentioned something about web forms. Yes. And uh, so you, you did mention that web forms, uh, for most realtors, that's going to be, that's going to be the tool they use to, uh, to put together offers and listings and, and the, all the documents that we use in a real estate transaction. So I'm going to say, I've had to, I've had to say this a couple times already in 2020 because the board has uh, helped to introduce a new version of web form. So I, I've had to say, Hey folks, this document <laughs> might take me just a little bit longer <clears throat> yes. to put together <laughs> because we're on a new system. Can you tell us about that? Yes, the learning curve has been awful. I know I've had a few choice words as I've been myself trying to use it. Thankfully, the board has put on many, many training sessions with the web forms, and the board even put together a little cheat sheet of tips on how to use it and how to quickly navigate it and set up templates, which... Now that I've got the template set up, my life has just become so much easier. But before mm -hmm. that, a lot of choice words left my <laughs> mouth. Um, like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, oh, no. <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. Um, but yeah, so WebForms has changed its format. It's changed the provider um, that we were using prior that was delivering us web forms that they, I think it was the DMS system or now they've changed to Lone Wolf who's mm -hmm. providing us with web forms. Um, I think once everybody gets on it and gets over the learning curve, I think we're going to find it is going to make our lives much easier. They've also integrated the forms into our matrix system. So at some point in time, and I have yet to discover how to use that or if it's set up yet, because our matrix system is also being revamped. Um, so I think once both systems have finished getting all the kinks out and are both running live, they are supposedly going to be able to mesh together, which will save us double entry. That, that would be fantastic. And uh, so when, when you're using your local realtor early in the year this year, just <laughs> be patient. <laughs> cut them a little slack. It could take a little bit longer to get the documents together because they're going through a steep learning curve. Definitely a steep learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joni, mm -hmm. it's 2020. It's early still in 2020. And I'm just wondering, is there anything new coming down the pipeline uh, for this year in the real estate industry? So for our members, um, the newest thing is the Ontario Collective, which we are part of. There was 
12 boards in the Ontario Collective, which we used to share our data with, which opened up and gave us information to 12 other jurisdictional areas. Like? Like the Bancroft area, Tilsonburg, North Bay, uh, Woodstock, Kawartha Lakes, Grey Bruce, Quinty, Peterborough, Southern Georgia Bay, Lakelands, and London. So we had access to all of their data. So if we had any clients looking in those areas, we could actually provide them with the information. It was mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, and we, I mean, the, the most key ones I think you mentioned there for us is likely Quinty and Peterborough. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I know our, our members, both on each of those boards, we all sort of cross borders, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And what people don't understand is real estate is set up in jurisdictional borders. So your realtor belonging, belonging to a certain board has access to that information only. That's how real estate works. So when people say, how come you don't see that on your system? Well, if it's not our, a member of our board that has that listing, we don't get to see it unless somebody else has interboarded it, paid money to let our local realtors see pay, it. Pay per use. Pay, pay per use. Pay per listing. That's it, exactly. Yeah. So being part of the Ontario Collective opened us up to 11 other jurisdictions that we were able to see for free, they could see our listings, we could see theirs, which opened up a broader consumer base for our home sellers and opened up more inventory for our home buyers. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. So what is happening now is we there's another organization called Ortis, um, and there's 10 boards in Ortis. We found out that they're on the same system that we are, the matrix system, and we decided last year to do an intramatrix data share with them to see if it was going to be beneficial to all of those boards, 22 boards in total, to see each other's data for free. Um, last year, it worked amazingly. We had amazing response from the consumers. And so we have decided to join forces, uh, basically amalgamate the Ontario Collective and the and the Ortis boards together. So now there'll be 22 boards across Ontario that are working together, that are negotiating contracts together for cheaper rates for all of our realtors. And we're going to be able to see all of their information, no more user pay. Um, it's going to be completely open, 22 boards across Ontario that we can see for free. We've also had, this is new, um, Hamilton Burlington is doing a data share with us. So that'll be 23 boards that we'll be able to see. And coming on board later this year is Sudbury, Cornwall, Rideau, St. Lawrence, and Ottawa. They're going to do the intramatrix with us. And uh, Kingston has signed promissory, promissory contact or contracts mm -hmm. to come on board as well. So wow. we're adding on what one, two, three, four, five, six other boards. So there'll be 28 boards across Ontario that we will be able to see data and share data with for free for our realtors. It's, it's, it's going to be a massive and incredible project. Now we just need to uh, we just need to have Durham and Toronto say, hey, this is a big deal. And join along. Yeah, rumor has it that that's already happening. Um, I'd like to say for future, and I know at the last ARIA conference I was at, there was a huge plug by all the, <coughs> excuse me, by all the realtors for ARIA, the Ontario Real Estate Association, to put their money or put our dollars that we pay mm -hmm. to use by opening up and on 
a province-wide um, database so that everybody can see everything. There was a huge, huge push by all the realtors at that conference when they did their town hall meeting for Rita to jump in the ring and either put the money towards technology so that we all could see each other for free mm-hmm. or to at least jump on board and help all of the organizations because there's three main MLS um, data information technology bases out there, um, Black Knight, Stratus, and Matrix. Black Knight can't read Matrix, Stratus can't read Matrix, um, or Black Knight. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping that in the future, hopefully in the near future, that um, we'll be able to come together and either invent some sort of technology that will have the ability to read all three programs and integrate all three programs together so that we will have a province-wide database where everybody can see everybody and... um, and everybody will be able to work all across Ontario, hopefully only in the locations that they know and are well informed about. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, at least be able to do referrals because you'll be able to see the members in those areas as well. Yeah. And, and so for me personally, I love doing real estate in my area, Northumberland County. Saying that if an offer comes in, and on a listing I have here locally, and the offer says it's conditional on 123 Main Street in Scarborough mm-hmm. selling. And so we're wondering, you know. Uh, what's it look like? What, what's it look like? And, and is that a fair price for 123 Main Street in Scarborough? At least I'll have the data there to confirm that, they, yeah, they could possibly sell that home for that much. So it's a legitimate offer. Exactly. And, and then every now and again, you get a family member or a, a close friend who says, you know, uh, Jody, I really want you to sell my property here. And 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 you, quite often it's because you are somewhat familiar with that area. That's it. And then and then you have the data there. So fantastic. Yeah, I think it's uh, a, a great a great uh, venture that uh, the boards, the boards plural, the boards are are looking into. Yeah, so that's another thing that the board does for the consumer and for the realtor at home is negotiate these contracts, reach out to other boards, find out what they're doing, and see how we can come together and do it as one versus a bunch of individuals. All right. Is there anything people are talking about that might not just happen this year, but it could end up affecting the real estate market further down the road. Further down the road. What are the so, rumors? <clears throat> so I know um, the iBuyers and the Zillows and the Redfins and... Third party. Third party, um, internet-based. Uh, I don't even want to call them realtors because they're not realtors. It's all internet-based. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not... I know they're coming I know it's big down in the States. Um, I hear that these companies are losing a lot of money because it costs so much so much money for the technology to work and work properly. Um, they are trying to break into the Canadian market. I know that they did have a contract signed with one of the big real estate companies, and then that contract after a month or two actually got canceled um, because they weren't doing what they said they would do, and they're also not promoting using a realtor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we know everybody buys stuff off Amazon that, you know, people don't necessarily go into stores anymore. I'm still an in-store buyer. I want to touch and feel before I take a product home. I'm not much of an internet buyer, but some people are very comfortable buying a house off the internet without ever seeing it, without having the personal realtor contact. People are also starting to get comfortable with getting uh, market valuations on their homes on the or through the internet again no one has seen the inside of that home so how can you get a proper market evaluation but we're starting to see that happening Mm -hmm. yeah and and i mean so these third-party people they they see the real estate industry is a happening industry people will buy and sell they have to move for various reasons downsizing upsizing relocating to different areas and uh and they say you know what I could get my real estate license and and buy and sell, or I could uh, buy a brokerage, or I could get into the home inspection business or the appraisal business. But no, they say, you know what? I just like to get my fingers in it. Mm-hmm. I like to set up a website and say, I'll advertise these properties that are already being advertised, but somebody will pay me for this. Yes. And then and then and uh, somehow I got to create a need that. You need me. And and so that's what's happening. And the other thing I see is um, if I, I have, I admittedly have got caught up with impeachment television. <laughs> and and so on CNN, they have, there's a commercial that comes up and it's, it's like, are you, do you want to get the best realtor? And because at rate my realtor, or, you know, or oh, whatever yes. it is, you come to my site and we will tell you the best realtors, the ones who get the most money for your homes, the ones who do this and that. And I think, really, do you really know that realtor? And how limited are your stats? Uh, because you just cannot pick a good realtor that way. And there's so many dangerous things. I mean, recently been approached buy a big name to uh, be their uh, be their trusted realtor in this area. I got that email as well. Yeah, well, fill for, out this bio. We will promote you as the best realtor around. I deleted it. Well, f- I looked into it. Did you? I I look into everything. I can't <laughs> help myself, Jody. Okay. And and you know what? You can be their trusted realtor for. $12,000. Wow. 12000 for the first year and ten for the following years. And, and, and I, I said, how do you know? Why did you pick me? And this is a big name. Right. This is a very big name. Right. And I would think, you know, their name is on the line. Their good name is on the line. And, and how did you pick me? Like, I'm interested. How legit is this? And you know what? If you, if you are willing to fork over that money annually... Mm-hmm. They will definitely pick you, and and they knew nothing about me. That's it. Well, there was also an article in the Rem magazine that I just recently read, where a company was falsifying um, positive reviews, and it's one of the online uh, companies were mm-hmm. falsifying their excellent reviews. Um, having employees do it and paying them for each review that they did. Um, which sort of taints what's actually going on and what's real real out there. And people were, you know, reading the reviews and going, oh, fantastic, I'll use that, yeah. when that wasn't truly the case. 
And and Google has a rule, and in that same article, Google has mm-hmm. a rule that you cannot pay for reviews. Exactly. Well, it happens out there. And actually, Google, uh, they, they frustrated me a little bit. Right. Um, because I had a client, and and I, I helped them sell and buy a home. And they were very happy. And then th- one of those clients uh, became my assistant. Right. And so my assistant wanted to write a review because they legitimately used my services, really enjoyed uh, how that all went, happy enough that they were willing to work with me. And But Google somehow linked us together and took the review <gasps> off. Wow. Which... which a little frustrating for me because that was a legitimate review. Right. But, you know, good, good, because they have some sort of algorithms that they're looking for, you know. Connections. False. Yeah. False reviews. So, yeah, I mean, third parties want to get involved. Not good. No. And you know what? Each realtor consumer experience is going to be different based on personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who thinks you're amazing might think I'm awful, and someone who thinks I'm amazing might think you're awful. And yet I don't, I don't we're, think we're, you have a realistic <laughs> scenario but, there. But our personalities <laughs> are very similar. Yeah. Uh, other than you're very, um, you're very statistically oriented, and mm. I'm so not. Yeah. Um, but that I think is realistically the only difference between the two of us. We're we're both kind people. We we mm-hmm. both are honest. We both read the documents. We are very thorough with our clients and our advertising. Um, but personality wise, if if I have a client that is very statistically and data oriented in that respect, mm-hmm. we're probably not going to jive because I'm very much hands on and emotional. And, but and you the know Karen where the side. stats are. I do know where the stats are. You know are. where they are, and you can grab them up uh, quickly. So, but I that mean, person would have a better experience with you than they would with me. They might be up front. They would. They might be up front, <laughs> impress more. But the, yeah. the reality is, you're you're going to get those stats. I, I would. Yeah. But I don't come with those stats in yeah. my hands, whereas you would yeah, come, with, come those with those stats. <laughs> so that's where I'm saying yeah. um, personalities have a lot to play in rate your realtor and. I wouldn't necessarily consider mm-hmm. that as a as a great resource to go to. No, no. Well, Joni, something new that's happened already in other communities. Okay. That maybe there's talk about it happening here, and I'm going to find out after this break. Other people are going to find out after this break, and that's lockboxes. Mm. So, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Truly Local Radio. Join us after this break. And Jody and I, we're going to talk about the future and the present and the future of lockboxes. Be right back. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest this morning is Jody Ledgerwood. And Jody is the president of the Northumberland Real Estate, uh, Northumberland Hills Real Estate Association. She is the broker of record and owner of Northumberland Hills Realty. And she is also a subject matter expert with the Real Estate Council of Ontario. So that is why we are tackling some of the tougher questions here this morning. And one of the questions... I would like to know, Jody, is about lockboxes. We're talking about today what's coming down the pipeline for real estate. 
We've used lockboxes forever. Mm-hmm. It's a very secure way to uh, to house keys for the realtor to get in. We have a system where we can know who has the code and and supply the code only to legitimate realtors. realtors. And uh, what's what's going on? What's happening and what's the talk? So there's been lots of talk about lockboxes and uh, the difference between an electronic lockbox and a mechanical. Um, I think in Northumberland County, the majority of the realtors probably use mechanical lockboxes. But if you go to the city, you'll find that most of them probably use electronic lockboxes. Difference between the two is the electronic lockboxes work off of Wi-Fi. They work off of internet codes. The codes are constantly changing. Um, A code is only good for a specific amount of time, um, which sounds fantastic. Um, This realtor has this code and this realtor has a different code. However, if there's overlapping and showings, the codes may not work. If the weather conditions are really cold, the lockboxes freeze. If there's not internet or Wi-Fi available in that particular area, which we constantly come into uh, contact with here in Northumberland County, then those lockboxes are not going to work. If you're a realtor from out of town, you now have to download an app in order to access that lockbox. And a lot of things happen in downloading apps that will interfere with the ability to work that electronic lockbox. And the batteries, they're operated on batteries. So when the battery dies, you can't get into that lockbox at all. You can't even get into it to change the battery. You have to call a locksmith out to to cut it off the door. Um, And I've had a couple instances, one being where I had an appraiser coming to the property. We were given a lockbox code, um, went there. The code would not work. It took us 45 minutes to get somebody in the the real estate brokerage to, on the phone, in order to give us a new code because the appraiser was going at 8 o'clock in the morning and the office doesn't open till 9. Um, that appraiser ended up having to leave the property, and thankfully she lived close by, so she did come back uh, much later mm. in the day and was able to finish the appraisal. But if she had been f- an appraisal from outside of the area, we might have lost that mortgage deal. Well, it's likely not her only appraisal for the day. She likely has more work to do, and, and she can't just come back, stand around and wait and wait. That's uh, it. Yeah, if, if, if she's got an appointment, you can't let her in. That's it, exactly. So, and I know that some boards have actually made it mandatory that all the realtors use electronic lockboxes. Our board has chosen not to make it mandatory to let each realtor decide for themselves how they want to proceed. Um, And again, the main concern for us is we have the beautiful Northumberland Hills, and anybody who lives on a hill knows that the wind and the temperatures are, are insane. And that wind and temperature will affect the ability of that lockbox to work and the battery to to be live. Yeah, well, if you think if you think about the you know with that snowy wintry conditions, and when we have dials mm-hmm. or we have buttons to push, we use our fingers. Yes. And sometimes, like on the dial, we need to we need to use a, quite a bit of force yes. to get that dial to turn to the proper code number. Um, when you think if you're dealing off of a battery, <laughs> it's only the strength of that battery to, you know, That's it. and move that tumbler. So it's limited and, and cold weather will drain a battery. 
Exactly. Think about our phones. I know I, mm. I, I just finally upgraded from my baby iPhone that I had. Mm-hmm. But I know as soon as I walked out in the cold, I had maybe, if I was lucky, 10 minutes worth of battery left on my phone. So if I was going to do a showing um, up north, my battery on my phone would die before I even got to the front door to activate the electronic lockbox. Yeah. And I, I, I would say technology is great. But it's not great everywhere. Exactly. Um, I've had, I've had limited um, experience with these electronic lock boxes. I, I know that P- I, I know I've been told that Peterborough, ha- it's compulsory in in the Peterborough board, mm-hmm. and I've been up there using one, and I stood there, and it it was winter, it was uh, December, right, and uh, just last year December and. Uh, and it wouldn't work. I downloaded the app. I did everything right. Uh, fortunately, the uh, someone from the real estate brokerage office, listing office, was able to come down. So we just went to our next viewing. And, and fortunately, we had a schedule where we were able to come back. Right. Because quite often that doesn't exist. And so we came back and that realtor said, let me, Dale, let me see how you tried to get in. And I showed him and he, yeah, you did everything right. I don't know why it's not working. And and I've had a battery fail on me uh, about two years ago at another one locally. And um, yeah, just a few bad experiences. It can be very frustrating, especially if you've got a client that has traveled two hours to come see a house and you now can't get in. Mm-hmm. It's not professional looking and that poor person has traveled all that way to see a specific house and now can't. So, so you're saying in Northumberland County mm-hmm. at this moment, at this moment. We don't have to fear. <laughs> we don't have to fear. We're not making it mandatory. But at any given time, we both know that uh, REBA 2002 is right now going through the legislature um, for modernizing and going to be called TRESA, um, Trust in Real Estate As- Real Estate Services mm-hmm. Act. And at any given time, we know that laws can change. And we have to abide by those laws. And I know there was talk about putting that in the law about electronic lockboxes. Now, to this date, it's not there. Yeah. Thankfully, they've, they've decided not to dictate how realtors work their business, that that is realistically between the realtor and the homeowner. But at any given time, that could happen. Yeah. So at this moment in time, Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors is not dictating or making it mandatory for electronic lockboxes. And, and I mean, I, I don't want to just totally rain on that electronic parade because I've used those boxes and, and it's worked fine. Yeah. But I've had more issues with an electronic box than I have ever had with all the mechanical boxes I opened. So, um, yeah. Yes. Education, Jody. I mean, ever-changing times. I believe in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- I understand to uh, be a registrant, and I mean, sometimes people say I'm I'm licensed. I got a license. Well, there's no such thing as a real estate license. You it's a are registration. It's a registration. You're a registrant, um, and to get that registration, um, there's education, and and I understand that has undergone some change, which you've actually been involved in. Yes, I helped write some of the new, the new courses for the new registrants coming yeah. on board. So how's, 
what has happened there? What 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 can we expect from our our new realtors and uh, what's happened? Well, we we don't have any registrants yet that mm-hmm. have actually graduated the new programming, um, so I don't know whether it's going to be successful or not. My understanding is it's a lot more online, mm-hmm. a lot more individualized learning. I'm not a fan or proponent of online learning. Um, being someone who's had the experience of online and classroom training. Mm-hmm. And when I went through and got my real estate license, most of my classes were done in an actual classroom with an instructor in front of me with 40 other people around me. And I learned so much more that way than I did online. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the online courses, there is no pass or fail. You go and you write your exam at the end of the day, but there's no pass or fail in our continuing education courses online. There's no pass or fail. Um, so I'm not a fan of that. The, it's, it's a really difficult process if you've got questions or don't understand something. Now, I know in the last few Rico town halls that I've been through, um, most of the realtors at those town halls have all said they'd be willing to pay extra for in-class instruction versus online instruction. I think Rico is hearing us and we may see an online classroom of sorts, like a... um, a live webinar that you can plug into with 40 other people and it'll be sort of like a a classroom atmosphere but everybody's in their own homes i know they're talking about bringing that forward um and they are looking into the possibility of doing more actual classroom type stuff um but they they're concerned that the realtor turnout won't necessarily be there or that it'll be too difficult for people who are maybe up in Sudbury to drive into Toronto or Oshawa or Peterborough or Ottawa for these classes. So that was the reason why they went to more online uh, courses versus mandatory in-class courses. What's the matter with having both options available? Well, my, my theory is this. You're going to have much better realtors coming out of an in classroom type mm-hmm. of learning situation than you are online. And maybe I'm wrong. I just know I learned better in a classroom situation where my questions can be answered. You've got actual people who have been in the real estate industry teaching the classes that can give you scenarios, mm-hmm. that can give you live demonstrations of what has happened. Um, and you've got other people around you who are asking questions that maybe you didn't think to ask. But now you're going, wow, I never thought of that. But that is a great question. And now I know. So the, the studies to become a, lic- a registrant, a registrant, a registrant, a realtor, uh, able to trade in real estate, uh, the, the courses have changed. We don't have anybody coming out the other side yet. No. I heard that it's supposed to be a lot more in-depth than it ever was. There's definitely more courses you have mm-hmm. to take to get your um, registration. Um, and you Humber College is now the one that's going to be administering that instead of the Ontario Real Estate Association. So it's going to be interesting to see what the difference is between new realtors coming out and those of us who have who came out of the old system. And I know Oria still had 42,000 people in their queue to come out of the old system. 42,000 people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, there, there are no shortage <laughs> of the likes of you and me. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> we are a dime a dozen, literally. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so they are looking 
They are looking at uh, possibly getting back to the classroom, which I uh, totally agree with you. I, I think there's a place for online learning, but uh, if I have the option mm -hmm. uh, to be in class versus online, I'm going to be in class every single time. Uh, just, you know, question, questions you can ask, like you said, and the feedback. And then, and then sadly, I've seen very little online learning that's been beneficial. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, on you, uh, most of it's unusually uh, pain, uh, an unusual yes. pain, painful it's experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's dry. And so it's hard not to tune out. Yes. And so when finally, when finally they want to drop a nugget that you would like to know. Yes. You may have not. Your, your it, brain's already gone somewhere else. Yeah, involuntarily, it's gone somewhere else. Yeah, it, because you become as dumb as <laughs> as they want you to be, right? And uh, so that's good. Well, Jody, a lot of good stuff here, and I know there's a lot more, but it gives us some idea of some changes that have happened and coming down the pipeline. Always good to hear your opinion on this, and uh, usually a very balanced opinion. And and thank you again for joining me this morning and for uh, following the Reality Realty on Podbean Podcast. Folks, if you would like to be a follower, contact me, email me, find me on social media, text me, and I'll send you the link. I'll make it as easy as it can be. <laughs> I don't know that it was easy. I'm just going to put that out yeah. there. Uh, there's a couple clicks. There's a couple little there's curves. There's a couple clicks, yeah. but you won't be sorry. And Jody, if somebody is looking for more real estate questions or looking for a good realtor, how can they contact you? So you can reach me at 905-269-7653. That's my cell phone, so text or call. Or you can reach me by email at jledgerwood at nhrealty.ca. Thank you, Jody, And thank you to you, the listeners, for spending time with us here this morning. And if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks.